0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Wall Street extended the rally, sending the S&P 500 to its strongest two-day climb in four months. Tension is easing over the impact of a U.K. exit from the European Union. Energy shares capped their best two days since March as crude jumped. Oil climbed after reports showed crude inventories dropped for a sixth week, while the dollar Retreated among its peers, the Dow Industrial Average climbed 285 points, 1.6 percent, to close at 17,694. The S&P 500 gained 35 points, 1.7 percent, to close at 2,070, and the Nasdaq added 87 points, 1.9 percent, to close at 47.79. West Texas Intermediate crude oil up $1.73 a barrel, 3.6 percent, to 49.58. Spot gold up $3.30 an ounce to 1,321.20, and the 10-year treasury down 11.30 seconds with a yield of 1.50 percent and that's a bloomberg business flash you're listening to taking stock with pim fox and kathleen hayes on bloomberg radio
1: an Exxon bank stalemate delayed some plane deliveries that's according to boeing a headline that ran on the bloomberg yesterday uh In fact, uh, Jackie Calms, writing in the New York Times, writes earlier in the week that tomorrow, Thursday, is an ignominious anniversary for the government agency that helps finance foreigners' purchases of American exports. Thanks to a single senator, it's been a full year that the 82-year-old export in... Port Bank could approve deals exceeding $10 million a limit that rules out high dollar deals on airplanes power generations heavy equipment and nuclear reactors no wonder that Boeing has reported that news now let's introduce a man who is the head of the XM Bank and is here to talk to us about what's going on and what it means for exports from the United States Fred Hawkbird chairman and president of the export Import Bank of the United States, joining me in studio. Thank you for coming in.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: So first of all, remind people what the Exim Bank is. It's not quite a hundred years old, but it's uh, been around for a while. I've been around
2: for a while. The Export-Import Bank of the United States is a, a trade bank for the United States. We've had it since 1932. FDR started it in the understanding that to create more jobs, we need to do more exporting, and there. Risks and both real and imagined from exporting, so the x m bank was created to support u s jobs when we sell goods overseas, level the playing field with foreign competitors, and fill the market gaps in, in emerging economies, places like that
1: now um, I think over the years, people who think the x m bank isn't worth it isn't needed, maybe I should say is that this is a globalized world small even small and medium businesses are exporting much more than they used to not just the big ones but uh, as you get ready to release your competitiveness report summary for 2015 you have some some factoids that i think paint a somewhat different picture you say for example that uh export credit agencies are much more important now in finding financing exports for large pro- projects in uh, emerging markets and that foreign ECAs are getting a lot more aggressive on behalf of their exporters. And I guess that's your argument for why the U.S. should too?
2: Well, right now, you know, when we look at global growth, global growth is slowing. Uh, one of the key drivers of growth around the world, not just the United States, but is exports. Uh, you see monetary policy has somewhat run its course. It's hard to do fiscal stimulus, not just in the U.S., but elsewhere. So more and more countries are turning to exports to drive their economy and drive job growth. And hence, it's far more competitive and much tougher and much more competitive environment for U.S. companies competing.
1: There are 85 export credit agencies in 67 countries around the world, and yet uh, in last year more than 70% of medium and long-term export credit support fell outside the OECD arrangement.
2: Sure, let me brief you. The OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, sets sort of rules of the road. It's a transparent system that says if a government follows those rules, it is uh, allowed under the WTO, the World Trade Organization, and for many years, that governed how governments supported their exporters. But with the rise of China and the rise of some other Asian countries, but particularly China, um, they fall outside of the rules. And that makes it much more competitive for U.S. companies to try and compete so we get our fair share.
1: China, as you point out, are responsible for 10 times more export financing than the U.S., up from eight times last year. And, of course, you know, China has taken advantage of so many aspects of world trade and trade with the U.S., Helped hollow out our manufacturing, you know. uh, So I guess that would be another reason why you say that we've got to step up and do something, and you need more support.
2: Well, you know, a little over a dozen years ago, Kathleen, we were the largest single export in the entire world. We are number two today, number two to China. I believe there's no reason looking at American innovation and products and quality. We can't be number one again. But – Companies need the tools. Exim Bank is one of those tools. We can't rely on trade sanctions alone to drive our economy.
1: So why does uh, U.S. Senator Richard Shelby, Republican from Alabama, once a bank supporter, uh, block the renewal of the the regulations, the go ahead that you need to move ahead? And it's been almost a year that you've had to pull back.
2: Well, probably should ask Chairman Shelby that directly. I would say that um, let's remember, two thirds of the Senate voted for Exim Bank. Uh, a overwhelming 70 percent of the House, including a majority of all the Republicans of the House, voted for it. So it is quizzical why Senator Shelby has not had a hearing so that we can, can evaluate the nominee to the board. And let me just add, the nominee was recommended to President Obama by Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader, and it's a Republican seat on our board. Do you cost us taxpayer money? We actually make money. Uh, Last year, we sent $430 million to the taxpayers, uh, and since President Obama was elected, it's north of $2 billion we have sent to the taxpayers. Essentially, that's the profit we make, and even the Wall Street Journal refers to it as the profit we make that we send to the Treasury.
1: So uh, what is your message to Senator Shelby? What is your message to the American people who – I don't know what what American people can do about this except uh, maybe – the uh, the citizens of uh, Richard Shelby's sh- state in voting him out of office. He's a very powerful senator. That doesn't look likely to happen anytime soon.
2: Well, the key thing is we're talking about U.S. jobs. And last year we supported 109,000 jobs. Uh, that number is down this year. Less than we're doing less than half the business of a year ago. Um, President Obama recently met with Prime Minister Modi. We're looking at a, a nuclear power facility for India, without the Exim Bank. That project will not go forward, and those jobs will go elsewhere and not to the United States. So we're talking about real jobs. in in small communities around this country that are in jeopardy.
1: So many of them having to do with manufacturing, a very um, beaten-up sector, but one that has been coming back. Well, Fred Hochberg, we hope to uh, have you back. We're going to follow this very closely. It's a fascinating story. Chairman and President of the Export-Import Bank of the United States, their 2015 competitive survey out tomorrow. I'm Kathleen Hayes. Thanks for joining us today on Taking Stock. This is Bloomberg Radio. Coming up, Bloomberg Law, a look at the pressing legal issues of the day, how they affect businesses, consumers, and elected officials. This is Bloomberg Radio.